0: Hey Story Show listeners, Jeremy here. I am joined today by Riley and Angie, the first time the three of us have been in the same room in quite a while, so welcome guys. Same country too. Same country, yeah. So Riley's back from Saudi Arabia, and uh, how are you adjusting?
1: Uh, Great. The weather up till just about now has been pretty awesome, except a little rain, which I needed to. My, my my spirit needed that too. I hadn't had enough rain over in Saudi, so.
0: So you t- you told me, if I remember right, that you actually had a rain day. Once. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, quite a few of them actually, um, in, in anticipation of rain. We will have it's like a snow day there. People don't <laughs> people don't drive in rain in Saudi Arabia because it's so rare. Um, that uh, yeah, and and they uh, are not set up for. Um, flooding, that type of water. They don't have any drainage system at all. Wherever the water is, that's where it is.
0: So anyway, we're here in part today to promote our next story show, which takes place on July 26th. Uh, The show is in honor of the late Randy Kerr and all of the proceeds from the show will go to the Spruce Up Albert Lee Fund, uh, which will be used to uh, update and replace all of the holiday decorations and lights uh, in downtown Albert Lee. And so uh, they haven't been updated in a long time and all of these new Christmas lights connect with our show's theme.
2: Which is let your light shine. Um, And uh, our stories are on a spectrum of um, times when people felt like they needed to give back or um, ways that they hopefully inspired others with um, the choices that they've made or how other people's choices and actions have affected them.
0: lots of different different stories and experiences and so um, in fact we are going to announce right now our storytellers uh, for the July 26 show Riley.
1: Um, I am excited to announce that um, a former student of all of ours and she's heading to Gustavus this fall but before she does she's going to speak at the story show. Her name is Luz Ruiz and I saw her the other day I bumped into her recently. And she is very excited to do this. And, and uh, from everything I know about her, she's gonna do a great job. So come uh, here, Lou speak. Um, also, uh, Lindsey Kramer, who I happen to know well as my sister. And um, she's got a great story to tell, um, kind of a midlife uh, move to Albert Lee. And she has just um, become a community person through and through and done some really cool things. So I'm excited for people to hear her inspirational story. And then another um, person who's moved to Albert League about three years ago. His name is Jerry Gabriel Latos, and he is the assistant city manager for Albert League. And he came from Chicago and really loves uh, life in Albert Lee and has really become a community person as well. And he's going to tell a story, um, a crazy story that he previewed to me uh, from his days in Chicago that um, will definitely uh, give you goosebumps. So I'm excited for people to hear that.
2: Awesome.
0: And Angie, who else uh, do we have?
2: Yeah, we have two um, returning alumni here from the story show. Uh, Ava Corey Greenis, uh, whose last story was um, sort of a tribute to uh, Carol Hanson, who most of us in the computing community um, are familiar with. We've either had her as a teacher or a coach. Uh, we see her every year out at the fair taking tickets. Oh, I, didn't, uh, I
0: didn't know that. I'm not much of a fair goer, but oh, she does that. Yeah, every huh? year. Every yep, year. Yep, she's oh, at that's the awesome. Yep. Okay.
2: Um, and Shane Kepke, uh, who spoke at our last show, invisibility. He was our closer, uh, and his story is coming up for you guys, and it is hilarious. You definitely want to mark that podcast.
0: Right, right. So not this one, and not the next, not not this one, not the next one, but the next one. So three, three away, two away from this one. Yeah, that one really kind of brought down the house. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, um, and then uh, we also have Alexa Drescher, who is a recent Albert Lee High grad uh, from a year ago, and she's now a student at South Dakota State University, and she's uh, submitted a story, and it's it's great. And Holly Karstens is another one, and um, I don't really know Holly. You guys know? Do
1: you know Holly? Yeah, she's yeah. from uh, Meraki Studios, and she's done a lot of great community stuff. She is going to be a wonderful speaker, and a lot of people in the community have really gotten to know Holly and the, um, her passion. She's a very passionate person. I think she'll be a passionate speaker as well.
0: Okay, and then uh, finally Solvay Lang, who is going to be starting her senior year at Concordia College, and um, yeah, she submitted a, a story um, that has to do with, uh, she's quite a musician. She's not majoring in music, but... She plays in an orchestra, and anyone who remembers her in the community when she was growing up here knew that she was uh, awesome. Uh, an awesome musician, singer, performer in uh, musical theater, but also playing the violin. And uh, so her story is about, was related to that. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's coming up July twenty-six, <coughs> 7 p.m. at the Marion Ross Performing Arts Center. Where can we get tickets, guys?
2: Uh, ActonBroadway.com. Or you can go to the uh, theater and pick them up at any time from the box office. Uh, They also sell them at...
0: Where? Uh, (laughs) I don't know where else they sell them. At at the box office, but our our storytellers will be selling them as well, right?
1: All eight of the people we just mentioned will have tickets. So if you know those people, go to them first um, because they would love to sell you a ticket. Um, So those people will be your first contact um, to get one.
2: And
1: you can contact the three of us
2: as well. Yeah. Great. Hit us
0: up. So um, our next uh, story that we're going to feature in today's episode is from Ella Zalinek, who just graduated from uh, high school this year, and um, it's kind of a story about that, that big transition time between senior year and college or whatever comes after high school for you. And uh, I was just thinking back about when, when, you know, that time for me, I know a lot of seniors uh, have a lot of anxiety about that. And I don't, I might just be losing my mind here and not remembering, but I, I kind of settled on my college choice early and was accepted in October and kind I think as a coping mechanism, because I didn't want to deal with, <laughs> I'm not good with uncertainty.
2: I had no idea where I was going to college. Uh, I was still doing college visits in April of my senior year. <laughs> Other you know,
0: people are meeting their roommates <laughs> for next
2: year. Yeah, I'm still just shoulder shrugging. Yeah. Going, I have no idea. Um, so I really connected with Ella's story because it spoke to me the idea of when you don't have a plan at that age, you become your plan you become the Concordia kid or the Gustavus kid or whatever your major is Um, that's how people sort of our brains like to sort and file Yeah, as adults we
0: say, well, what do you do? What do you do for, and, and yeah. when what you're are you that age, in. it's what you major, what, yeah. yeah.
1: What are you yeah. doing next fall? Yeah.
2: And when you're like, I have no idea, that panics every adult in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'll figure it out. That's the most dangerous teenager, right? Yeah. Um, and so her story of that transition and just that anxiety and not knowing who we are moving from teens or young adults to adulthood and Also being nervous and scared. I think as adults, we view that time as this like exciting, positive, like we're happy for kids and we're pumped for them. And we forget that there's like a lot of negative emotions that come with that.
0: O'Reilly, you, if I remember right, you actually at that time in your life was, you kind of had an indirect connection with Albert Lee, right?
1: Yeah, without even really knowing it. Because you're not from here. No, here. I am not. I, um, since I was about third grade, I told my parents I wanted to go to school in the south because uh, then I could golf you around and that's really all I cared about. Um, and I found a really cool school that fit all of, uh, checked all the boxes for me, um, small school in um, Seguin, Texas. Called Texas Lutheran. Only about at that time, it had less than a thousand students. But one thing it had was a lot of Albert Lee connections. And for 21 straight years, it had at least one person from Albert Lee going there. So I uh, found it and went there. My parents are like, "Really, you are actually going to go through with this crazy idea to go down south?" And I said, "Yep." So I went down there and I met, met a bunch of Albert Lee people and um, made a couple of visits before I ever lived here in it. And, and lo and behold, uh, I found a job here eventually. <laughs> Can I tell you something else though, about this whole time in your life? Um, I got, once got 12 hours of detention because I, my parent, I asked my parents if I could go on a college visit to a school near where, we, where I grew up and my mom said no for some reason and I really wanted to go because some good friends of mine were going. and uh, So I had one of them forge her signature and nice. uh, I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> and So for a college visit I got 12 hours of detention so that's about the geekiest way you can get uh, detention I, I got it
0: I got detention twice in high school but I don't want to talk about either of those issues so but that's fair yeah yeah Angie, how about you? <laughs>
2: I get detention a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As none of the teachers I now work with will be surprised by.
0: <laughs> really? I thought you were a rule follower.
2: I was not. I became a rule follower from experience and trial and error. <laughs>
0: now you're like, I don't want to get fired, so yeah, I good. follow rules. Yeah. I felt,
2: now I enforce the rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. All right, well, without further ado, we'll uh, let you listen to our next... Uh, next story. So um, here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Ella Zalnik enjoys her cabin and playing with her dog. She is a fan of sarcasm and books. No Man's Land by Ella Zalnik.
3: To be invisible means to live in no man's land. I'm 18, an adult by law, but I still have to raise my hand in school to ask if I can go to the bathroom. I'm 18, an adult by law, who's expected to act like one. I'm a high school senior, one of the oldest people in the high school, other than the teachers. I have my whole life ahead of me, and I need to decide quite a bit of it now. This age range is where you're doing adult things, but probably not all of them because you're still kind of a kid. But you're not really an adult either. You have responsibilities, things to do, get a job, apply to college, choose how in debt you actually want to be, get good grades in high school, and more. Due to my age, I am technically an adult, but the amount of life, life experience I have cancels out my age and responsibilities. So invisible, invisibility to me is found in the country of no man's land. Once the clock strikes on your 17th birthday, you wake up and find yourself in the country of no man's land. And the expiration date for your stay in this country is around your 21st birthday. So here's to my fellow citizens of No Man's Land, the land where you're not an adult, child, or teenager, which makes you kind of invisible to all of the above. One of the cities in No Man's Land is called the College Application Process, but it's better known as CAP. This is where many citizens, including myself, go if we have recently applied to college. While filling out my application, I couldn't help myself when I thought, "Do they really get a sense of me or if I succeed in college from this application? Am I... I'm still not sure if colleges know anything other than me, other than if I'm accepted or not, which would be a nice thing to know by now. This in-or-out feeling is this kind of funny in-between area that helps make CAP such a pivotal city in no-man's land. CAP is a city that encourages extracurriculars and excellent high school GPAs and even better ACT composite scores, all in the hopes of getting into your college of your dream. Many of my neighbors in CAP are unsure they will be accepted to their number one choice for college, and so am I. This city is an area where all the citizens are unsure if they are made the cut for their college, allowing invisibility to creep over the occupants of this town. Due to the sheer uncertainty of me and my neighbors' futures, this is kind of a stressful time. Our futures all depend on an application that took several days of agony to complete. Due to our fear of, is this a good enough essay? Did we get good enough grades? Are our ACT scores high enough? Futures feel like they're entirely out of your hands and when you have little to say in a situation almost no control When do everyone feel invisible? The citizens of CAP will soon be moving out because the end of January is when colleges begin to let us know if we have a place in their school or not Once I move out alongside with me and my friends and my neighbors The city of college application process is only vacant for a handful of months before the next move-in vans arrive With clipboards in hand and college-bound hopefuls in tow, but fear not we are not homeless when we leave CAP We have a place to go once you move out, you can comfortably settle into your new home. The new address is in the charming and lively town of Technically. This, another, this is another stage where my official titles and abilities are juxtaposed at times. Here I'm an adult because I'm 18 years old. I referee soccer, I work as a lifeguard, and I have a job that is year-round. These jobs allow me to make money to do almost anything I want. My only real commitment is gas money for my car. When I lifeguard people, when I lifeguard, people expect me to be able to save a person's life if needed, but I'm not, allowed, but I'm not trusted to rent a car. <laughs> After I fill up the car that I own, I can go shopping with my friends or can gamble at a casino. I have all, the, all of my legal rights, just like any other adult, except now if I make a mistake, the consequences are more severe than if I made a mistake a year ago. Sure, I have little to no responsibility, but technically I'm an adult. I can drop out of school right now. I'm not going to. I could get a tattoo. I could get married. I could buy some cigarettes. could do all those things and more. However, I can't drink. I can't rent a hotel room. I can't buy a car, rent a car, due to my underdeveloped brain. Here, in the city of Technically, I'm an adult by law and some deeds. My neighbor, neighbors and I all wanted to be accepted into community, but didn't quite fit the criteria. criteria. So we made our own. Many times, it seems I am expected to act like an adult, yet I am treated as a child. I can do almost anything I want because here, I am technically an adult. Yes, I'm the youngest adult in any given area, but nonetheless, I am an adult. I think that technically is a place where I get to start my slow simulation of adulthood. Technically is a beautiful city because it allows me to live here without having to shoulder any real responsibility, unless I make a mistake. Here in Technically, me and my fellow young adults are free for the most part, which is why this city is so important to No Man's Land. Now we have to move along to our final stop on the tour. The next stop is called So W. So W is another city in No Man's Land where I hear I am constantly badgered with questions like, so where are you going next year? So what are you wanting to do? So what do you think you'll major in? And so many more questions that all begin with, so W. In SoW, the impending doom of deciding my fate for the rest of my life is slightly off-putting. The most common questions I've gotten from my family members, teachers, family friends, and basically any adult I know, all, when, all begin with the dreaded, so what? In So W, I'm surrounded by other young adults who are also constantly questioned on what their future holds. Every time I ask, so what are you doing next year? i find myself thinking, that's a really good question. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Each answer about my each question about my future feels like a tiny little weight being added to the ever-growing list of responsibilities I'm being told to have. Do not know what I want to do for the rest of my life, and the thought of having to choose right now is a little off-putting. The city of SoW runs on me and my neighbors' fear, apprehensiveness, and excitement for what our futures have in store for us. The country of no man's land depends upon college application process, technically, and SoW in order to run smoothly. Each city is an important stepping stone in a young adult's life. In or out, yes or no, left or right, simple questions that create a clear divide among the two choices. I'm at a crossroads in my life. Do I choose this college, this life path for myself, or do I choose the other? What if I mess up? There is no definite answer, I just have to wait and see. There's a lot of up and downs that come in, that come with living in no man's land, making it a perfectly imperfect, weird, kinda messy place where I'm trying to figure out my life with the help of those who love me. Thank you.
0: The Story Show is produced by Riley Worth, Angie Zoller-Barker, and me, Jeremy Corey Greenis. Check out our new webpage at thestoryshow.org and please listen to our podcast. You can find us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Just search for The Story Show in quotes and you should find us. Thanks.